here's the big question. You're interested in value investing and valuing and evaluating businesses on a deep level, but you don't know how even after researching for hours, probably dozens of hours, hundreds of hours on the internet and because nobody else shows you how to do it. This podcast has all those answers and much more about value investing and finance. My name is Jason Rivera. Welcome to Value Investing in Your Car. Hey, Jason here. In this episode of Value Investing in Your Car, I want to talk about taking calculated risks. Um, But before we get to that, I want to, or I need to remind you that this series is available on a podcast anywhere in the world for free on all podcasting platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Anchor, um, Spotify, and all other podcasting platforms. This, This series is available as a podcast now for free. Uh, so make sure to listen there if you like podcasts. Um, okay, calculated risks. The reason I want to talk about this today is because if people think about value investing at all, and most people don't, um, even most regular investors, finance people, whatever, don't can talk, think about value investing at all. But if you think about value investing at all, most, probably 90 plus percent of people will say they don't take any risks. That's not true. We hate risk. We hate, and I should even rephrase that. We don't like risk where we're not going to earn a return in line with that risk. Um, Let me give you a real world example. Um, It's now May, so in March, I've been presenting two companies let me back up even further. A partner of mine who's a student, we have a business where we look at companies' financial st- private businesses, where I uh, look at companies' financial statements. He gets the financial statements from them. He gets them to me, and I analyze them, and I present two companies on how they can improve their capital allocation, where they can cut expenses, where they can improve profitability, where they can grow the value of their company, where they can sell their company, um, all these kind of things. So I presented to one company. By the time I finished my presentation, before I even finished like next steps and all that stuff, he immediately said, again, this is my first time meeting him. Um, had I don't think I talked to him on email before that at all. Um, Adam, I'm pretty sure I didn't talk to him on the e- on email before that at all. My partner has known him for 10 years. I met with him once, and at the end of my presentation, again, I hadn't even talked about next steps or what can we do next to help you, that kind of thing. He immediately said, uh, when can you fly to Dubai? <laughs> And I was like, uh, well, um, or what's the soonest you can come to Dubai? Can you come to Dubai this week? Something like that. It's like, well, me and my wife are going to Madrid. She's planning this trip for two years. Um, it's kind of like a honeymoon because we never went on a honeymoon. So I can't really come to Dubai right now. He said, well, why don't I fly both of you and your wife over to Dubai from Madrid and I'll pay for everything, all that kind of stuff. Again, I never met this person before. I never talked to him before this meeting ever. Um, so I was a little bit shocked. I mean, it was, of course, an awesome offer, um, but we couldn't make it work out. I had to come back from Madrid with my wife in our trip. 
Um, and then go be, come back home for two days and then I went to Dubai and met with this company. So my wife was extremely worried about me. Not necessarily because of the area because Dubai, from my research, and I told her this, is one of the safest cities in the world. Um, but because I didn't know these people, even my student, who I've known for about a more than a year, um, never met him in person up till that point. Um, again, I'd only talked to this other person who wanted me to fly to Dubai that one time and had only researched the company a little bit at that point. Well, I saw the financials, but like the actual public view of the company a little bit at that point. Decided to take the jump after doing my research, took the jump. Um, went over there and had a great time, met with him. Uh, the owner of this company viewed his company, presented to his company, told him how he can improve his company. And he said, before I left, um, looking forward to growing this company with you. More handshake, he dropped me off at the airport. Um, he introduced me to his wife and kids. Um, I've also met my student while I was there in person. Had dinner with his wife and kids. Um, and it was fantastic. Uh, but it's a calculated risk because, again, although I trust that my student is who he says he is, especially again, after doing research and stuff like that. And this guy is who he says he is. And just thinking logically about it, these guys aren't going to pay thousands of dollars for me to at their cost to come over to do something stupid. Um, for example, another example is that's just, again, thinking logically about the situation. Was I nervous a little bit? Not necessarily even to meet them, but to go on the freaking flight, the, <laughs> the, uh, 24, 22 hours over there and 26 hours back, um, flight was, I was, that was the least favorite part I was looking forward to. Um, but again, calculated risks, same thing when you look at a stock, there's nothing. And people always say this, um, or ask me this, whether it's students, whether it's people on the blog, whatever, they always ask me, there's no risk in this investment after I do, cause I do hundreds of hours of research, um, on any individual stock. If you don't, haven't seen any of my research, check out the case study series, check out some of the other videos I do for literally for one company. I do hundreds of hours of research. And then even after the hundreds of hours of research, if I find some red flags while I'm going through the financials and do my due diligence, I still won't buy them even though I did hundreds of hours of research. So So I get, I, every, every investment has risk. It's a matter of probabilities, thinking probable, probabilistically and thinking Bayes theorem, um, research that I'm not good at math, so I couldn't explain it very well to you. Um, but it essentially is thinking are the odds in your favor essentially is what it is doing the mental calculations or mental thought, going through the mental thought processes to see if something is in your favor. So for an example, I have to be 100% sure that I'm comfortable owning an investment in a stock. Does that mean there's zero risk? No. Does that mean there's a 100% chance of my investment capital going up? No. 
That means I'm 100% comfortable with the risk I have found that they're not going to blow up my investment thesis. That's what that means. It doesn't mean the valuation, I'm 100% right. doesn't mean the upside is double. doesn't mean anything. It means I'm 100% comfortable with the risks I've found. And if you ever see an investment analyst report that doesn't talk about risks, you need to run away from that person. That's another topic for a different day. There's always risk in every single investment, every single interaction. Um, again, met this person online, went over to Dubai, viewed his company after meeting him one time. Um, another example is the uh, when I got hired by the investment newsletter, Jesus, four, five, six years ago now, they found one of my articles on Seeking Alpha, went to my blog, did research on me, liked my research, saw that I had a book, read my book, and then contacted me via email to fly down to Delray Beach, Florida and interview with them for a potential, potential position. My wife had the same reaction then, is, um, do you know anything about these people? Are they gonna kidnap you? Um, all this kind of stuff, which again comes with the internet age, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Uber is the same one, Airbnb. Same thing, there's a risk involved to some degree. But again, after doing my research on them, I went down there, flew down there with my wife, um, and had interviewed with them and talked with a bunch of people at the company, had lunch with them, um, talked about my potential role. And then the day after I got back, or the day after that, they called me and asked me um, to work there for them. Again, hadn't even had seen this these people hadn't even seen these people in person I think I talked to them on the phone one time for like 10 minutes uh, the guy who ran the company and wanted to hire me and I think I maybe emailed them three or four times back and forth before they wanted me to come down there so calculated risks there is no return with zero risk there's I don't really believe that's true um, again there's no free lunch there's always a cost in a way to something or a risk in some way to every interaction. Um, hopefully you can hear me. It's starting to downpour here, um, but I'll wrap this up. But that's why I want to talk about calculated risk because value investors, doesn't matter how much risk and the due diligence I do uh, for these companies that I am um, advising, the due diligence I do for the companies that I'm looking to hopefully help sell, the companies that I'm looking to as potential investments, the potential real estate investments, potential, potential interactions with people I don't know just on a daily basis, not even these kind of stuff. There's calculated risks in everything. But if you don't risk a little bit, you're not gonna get anything back um, in return that's worthwhile in my opinion. And again, I'm not saying take stupid risks. I'm not saying don't do research on people if they offer you opportunities off the internet. Um, I'm not saying don't do your due diligence. I'm saying do your due diligence, ask questions, research these people or opportunities. And then if your opinion, things line up logically, like for example, these people in Delray Beach or Dubai are not gonna kidnap me because they're paying me thousands of dollars to have me down here via, uh, they're paying for my hotel, flight, food, and hotels, they're not going to do something stupid to me. Logically, again, there probably are cases where this will happen. 
Um, but I'm not a good looking woman, so <laughs> I don't think I have to worry about those kind of situations. Um, but yes, take calculated risks and go for it. I talk about if the risk makes sense, go for it. You never know what opportunities are going to come up. Um, you never know what opportunities in the future may lead to. If I wouldn't have got hired by the company in Delray Beach, I don't think I'd be doing some of the stuff I'm doing today. Uh, probably most of the stuff I'm doing today. Um, this goes back to another episode of Value Investing in Car, When in Doubt, Kiss the Girl. Essentially, when in doubt, go for it. Um, this is another kind of variation on that. And uh, so check out that episode if you haven't before. Um, but yeah, uh, value investors not being risky. There's risk in everything. There's risk in me driving my car right now or sitting in the car line right now waiting for my daughter to get out of school. There's risk driving over here. There's risk that the person behind me is going to take their foot off the brake or put the car into drive and they're going to ram into me. Um, there's risk that because it's storming, my car is going to get hit by lightning right now. I'm going to be stranded here, away from my house, um, in the in a downpour. There's risk in everything. You just need to make sure you're taking calculated, smart, or taking calculated risks that you think smartly and logically about. Um, because again, and I get this question all the time: Do you say that because you're 100% confident in your investment thesis that there's no risk in the investment? No, there's risk in every single investment of real world or uh, in in time resources capital um, trust um, opportunities everything there's risks and everything it's just a matter of thinking logically about them and trying to not negate them but um, diminish the risks and increase your returns via or compared to that risk um, Yeah, I mean, that's there's not really much else I can say about it. I just want to talk about this because, again, I get these kind of questions all the time. Um, and I hope these ex real-world examples help um, because these are things that have really happened to me in the past six, five, six years. Um, just a couple examples of calculated risks I personally took. Um, and, again, I only talked about investments a little bit. These other ones were real-world examples. Um, so... Just, um, yeah, value investing, every investing, every interaction with somebody has risk involved. But if you think logically about it and you're thinking, hey, this seems like it should work out, um, I say go for it. I mean, again, don't be stupid, but do your research, all this kind of stuff. Be safe, all this kind of stuff. But if you think there's an actual real world opportunity there, um, and you're not thinking emotionally or stupidly about it in general, go for it. Um, uh, I just had another thought and it, I think I'm gonna leave that for another video, but, um, yeah, I hope this helps. I hope you found value in this. This deals not only directly to everyday life, um, but value investing, finance, investing in stocks, investing in real estate. Um, you deal with calculator risks all the time. And if you want more information on this specifically, 
read up about Bayes' theorem. There's a great book called Signal and the Noise that talks about that quite a bit. Um, there are other books I've read in the past, but they get into super high-level math, which I know nothing about, so it just kind of goes over my head. Um, but if you're good at math and you understand that stuff, go for it. Um, highly recommend learning more about prob thinking probabilistically um, and making sure the odds are in your favor. Essentially, what I'm trying to do in every interaction that I deal with is making sure I'm at least 60% sure Use, again, usually higher. I'm at least 60% sure nothing horrible is going to happen. Um, again, there's no surefire way to figure the exact probabilities out, and I don't even calculate the probabilities out myself. I just think about it logically again. Um, so, highly recommend that. Also, make sure to uh, watch the. There's two videos about When in Doubt, Kiss the Girl. When in Doubt, Kiss the Girl is one, and the other one is the one caveat to When in Doubt, Kiss the Girl. Make sure to listen to those episodes or watch those episodes. Um, again, I hope you found value in this. Make sure to like, love, share, subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit the bell so you're notified anytime we release a new video. We're releasing new videos all the time. If you're listening on the podcast, make sure to like, love, share, download, subscribe, all that good stuff as well. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Bye.